I didn't know how to create a product for myself. What I mean by that is um, I didn't know what it actually took uh, for my business uh, uh, to actually grow because I didn't know how to create a product for myself. What I mean by not knowing how to create a product for myself, I mean, um, I mean, um, uh, uh, I was a good at selling somebody else's product, but I was terrible at creating my own product. That's what I mean. I know a lot of us are probably in that same boat. So from 2015, um, uh, for about 90 days, I got licensed. I tried out the insurance industry and it didn't really work for me because I didn't like the salesy environment that I was in. I felt like there had to be a better way. I ran into a mentor. His name is Lester Berry. He took me under his wing in the network marketing industry. And we began to do sales consulting in a way in network marketing industry. And I learned a lot about business and I wanted to get back into the insurance industry. 2016, I got back in the industry and did not look back. Um, and from there, in the space that I'm in, there's only a couple of ways that you can make money. Selling your product or recruiting a team, right? Selling a product or recruiting a team. That's the only way, um, uh, that's the only way that I knew for a fact that I knew how to, to, to grow a team. And so uh, for some of you that are on IG, you're gonna see me touching the board. You may or may not see information. And if you're on YouTube, I'm gonna be clicking back and forth between the screens so that you can see me, but also see the board. And so what happened was I got into the industry and I did it the old fashioned way. And the old fashioned way was you go do these appointments, right? And you actually go and recruit people. You talk about your product and you try to get their warm market or their warm list or referrals and then you try to build your business and sell within somebody's warm market if you know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about you know where you recruit people you don't really know but you kind of know and you're just trying to recruit them on an the opportunity to get licensed uh, but you really are trying to get to their market to close a deal uh, uh, and you're calling it training points that's what the strategy of, of, of the insurance industry or the financial services industry that I was in um, and it worked for a while for me you know I built an organization we began to recruit became a top recruiter in two companies that I was with uh, number one recruiter in the state of Texas top 10 recruiter in the nation I began a top producer in the state of Texas top, top in the nation with two different companies I got trophy Trophies, plaques, recognition, titles, and all of that to prove it. And even still with that, I felt like there had to be a better way. Because I don't know if I'm like y'all or y'all are like me, but if you're in the financial industry, you completely hate, let me tell you again, you completely hate hiring a bunch of people, recruiting a bunch of people, and then not knowing where they come from, and you're dealing with the repercussions of somebody that don't know what's going on. So that's kind of that's kind of my spill of the financial industry. And what happened and so what happened was in 2018 I was beginning to start getting fed up with how the industry was going mind you I had no idea about um, that COVID was coming but all I knew was that the way that we got direct mail the way that we got leads in our industry was something one of the main ways was prospecting prospecting and how you prospected in my industry, it was very simple. You went in, you went into malls, you went uh, uh, to the grocery store, anywhere there was a group of people, you had a pitch, right? 
and your pitch typically started with some type of compliment. Hey man, nice shoes. Where'd you get it from? Hey, uh, hey sister, hey, you looking sharp now. You looking sharp. And if they turn their shoulder, you got maybe 15 seconds, 10 to 15 seconds to pitch them to where they can open your shoulder. You can have a dialogue. Hey, sister, how's it going? You looking sharp. Hey, sister, how's it going? Hope you have a blessed day. Oh, absolutely, you too. Hey, sister, let me ask you a question. Boom, boom, boom. Then you go into your pitch. Hey, brother, you got some nice shoes right there. Where you get those from? You know, good and God doing well. You don't care about them shoes. But those were the pitches that we were doing. Right, that those were the pitches we had our little we had a little pitch deck. We going out there. We trying to get numbers and names. Numbers and names was the name of the game. And you knew that if I picked up that phone, if I dialed, I needed to be dialing to get in front of them within 24 to 48 hours to either offer them an opportunity to make extra money so I can get into their warm market to close deals, or you wanted them to become a client. Hey, listen, sister, listen. Have you ever had anybody look at your insurance or your financial or your financial plan in the last 24 months? I'll do it for free. Have you ever blah, blah, blah. So you had all these pitches that you would do. And in that process the prospect uh in that process of prospecting, one of the biggest things that I realized was I can only go based on my energy and it sucked for those who were not charismatic. I was scared to death. But when I knew that I had to go out there and do it to make money, y'all, I used to pave to my lights turn black and blue, okay? I used to pave to the bottom of my feet. You know, you got the leather at the bottom of your feet. Y'all, listen, I used to walk so much that the leather at the bottom of my feet, you could, you could feel my foot on the inside of the shoe because the leather paved so much. And so I went from there. And then the second thing that you, that you kind of focus on are seminars. How many of y'all in the financial industry know about them seminars? You got them seminars. All them seminars. In the financial industry, you know about those seminars. What do you do? Man, you at the schools with it. You at the schools with it. You know, you talking to the people at the school. You go and get your little pizza. And you get your pizza, you go to the school, you tell, hey, listen, I just want to give y'all some game. I just want to teach y'all. I just want to pop, pop, pop. And you at the school with it. You feeling like you got 30, 40 teachers uh, 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 in there for lunch, and you, you, you pitching. You going hard. You got about 30 minutes. You trying to teach them in 30 minutes, and you're trying to get their name on the list. Not knowing that a bunch of teachers would just put their name on a list just for a free slice of pizza, and they had no intention of getting a policy with you. So you wasting time, energy. We doing the seminars with it. We, we on track with the seminars. And then after doing the seminars, you you trying to go to the churches, you pitching the pastor, you telling the pastor, hey, listen, you get me in front of your congregation, I'm going to give you a little kickback. No, sir, brother, I can't take kickback. Well, can I give you a donation? Can I tie to the church? Ta, 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 ta. This is something that we were doing with that. So we went from prospecting, seminars, I done it all. You go into the financial industry, what's the next thing we did? We did what's called direct mail. See, some of y'all, y'all ain't y'all ain't been in the game, so y'all ain't been in the game in financial services. Y'all don't know about that direct mail. So, Jake, what's the direct mail? That direct mail is when you paying for a thousand mailers. When you pay for a thousand mailers, the mail company, they send the mailers out, pew, and the mail come back with people that filled out perforated. How many of y'all have ever received uh, a mail and it was perforated where you can tear it off? But it, it asks you to fill it out and send it back in. That's what you call direct mail. Okay? That's what you call 
direct mail. And when you got that preparation, you trying to it you you have what's called your sales pitch on that paper. <laughs> you have what's called that sales pitch on that paper. And when you got that sales pitch on that paper, let me tell y'all what happened. Uh, you trying your best to get them to say, "Oh, I need that," and, and you want them to open up, you know, open up that thing, and you want them to fill it out and send it back. So we used to do direct mail. And listen, for every thousand mailers that went out, you were lucky if you got eight that came back. <laughs> you were lucky. You 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 uh, you you, <laughs> you were lucky if you got eight that came back. And so what happened was with the direct mail, when you're depending on your financial firm in the financial industry, typically you paid your financial firm for mail. And see, 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 if you're in the industry, if you're in the industry, like I was in the industry, hey, listen, they, they, then they had what's called A leads, B leads, C leads, and D leads. <laughs> Y'all. In the financial industry, they had A leads, B leads, C leads, and D leads. And if you're in the financial industry, you already know what the deal is. Y'all know, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. See, the A leads is that fresh lead that just came in. The B lead is they is is a is a is a little bit older than the A lead, but one person called. A C lead maybe had about two or three people call. A D lead is about is about uh, two to four years old <laughs> and everybody and their mama called. Everybody and their mama called that lead. So then you looking, you talking, you trying to understand the game, you trying to understand the financial industry and you paying money for each of these leads and not knowing which, which one of these leads were gonna be best for you. So I'm looking at this, I'm like, well, damn. You know, I tried the prospecting route. I was the best at it, but there gotta be another way. I tried the seminar route. I did good at it, but there gotta be another way. I did the direct mail for a little bit. It was good, it was gotta be another way. And then I tried Facebook leads. And the problem with Facebook leads were, it's not that the Facebook leads were bad, it's that, that we didn't know how they worked. And nobody taught us how to do it for ourselves. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> uh, uh, I just want to get a consensus. Uh, how many of you on here are in the financial industry? These are all the different type of things I had to do when I first got into the game in order just to make one dollar. <laughs> In order just to make one dollar, I had to go through a thousand different hoops in order just to try to make any money in the financial services industry. A whole bit, bunch of different jumps and hoops and flips and drops just to try to make some money. And so for me, uh, and so for me, I wanted to figure out what could be the best way. What could be the best way? For me to be able to take advantage, for, for, for me to be able to take advantage of what was going on, I wanted to be able to find a way to be, to, to be able to get more customers or more clients in the most efficient way. 
Press the number three if you want to learn how to get more customers and more clients in the most efficient way. That's what I wanted to do. I was tired of selling. I was tired of buying direct mail leads. I was tired of prospecting. I was tired of running into people at the mall and telling them that they had a nice outfit knowing I was that gone lying. <laughs> I was tired of it all. And I wanted to find a way to get access to more people in a much more efficient way. And what I learned was the power of, first of all, as we say in the black community, the internet. I know y'all finna say, Jake, it's the internet. I know I needed to understand the internet. <laughs> I know it's called the internet, but this is a little lingo. I needed to understand that internet because what I was doing was not the most efficient way for me to build my agency, nor was it the most efficient way for me to successfully put myself into a position so I could be able to take my life to the next level. So the first thing I needed to understand was the internet. So my team, uh, my focus, my success was all dependent upon what I would do next. And I knew I needed to learn the internet, so I went out on a on a journey to find somebody that knew the internet okay and one of the biggest things that I see a lot of us fail at when it comes to building a successful uh, business especially online is that a lot of us don't understand the power of collaboration because building a network Without collaboration, the proper collaboration could take some time. Building a network without the proper collaboration could take some time. And so in building my agency, I knew that there were a couple of things that I wanted to do, a couple of things that I needed to do in order for uh, me to get out the rut and build a successful agency when it comes to growing our financial firm. See, a lot of y'all don't even know that we built a finance, we have a financial firm. A lot of y'all don't know that we actually do insurance. A lot of y'all don't know that we set up private banking uh, insurance policies. Um, but I knew that I needed a collaboration and I needed to collaborate where the people reside. Where the people reside, where the people reside. I needed to find where do people reside. I needed to find where do people reside? Where are the people? Because I want to be there. Where are the people? Because I want to be there. The first level of collaboration for you to get out the hole is to understand where are the people? The people are on social media. And I want you to think about it like a watering hole. If you were to look at it like, think about if we were in the jungle, right? Think about it. Think about it if we were in the jungle. The easiest place if I was a lion to hunt people, uh, to hunt animals, is to stalk where they drink water. Is that not an easy place? For you to be able to find where the animals are. 
I can either go and hunt online. What's going with it? What's going with it, DBC? What's going with it, buddy? I can either go and hunt online and or hunt in the mall or hunt over here, go to Barnes and Noble, or I can think, I can think like a lion. I can ask myself, hey, where are the animals going to be and where do they have to be? Where do they have to be? And guess where they have to be? They have to be where the water hole is. Why? Because everybody needs to drink water. So my first question was, where is everybody drinking water or paying attention? Where is everybody drinking water or paying attention? And when I realized where everybody was drinking water or paying attention, I realized that everybody was here on social media. on social media paying attention doing what they do and i realized that in the financial industry there's an undervalue pe people in the financial services industry undervalue using social media in the best way and let me tell you let me tell you why because i see people in the financial services industry we think that the best way to get people's attention is to do a bunch of uh, to do a bunch of dancing reels and just you know respectfully respectfully point to things that people need and do all these dancing like that's going to get people's attention. I don't want to just entertain you. I want to get you into my funnel so I can make money. So I first had to understand where everybody was. The second thing that I wanted to be able to, uh, the second thing that I wanted to be able to, uh, to, to deal with was the fact that the only way that I could make money in the financial services industry was if I sold a product, a financial product. So no matter if you're in real estate, the typically the only way you can make money is if you what? Sell real estate. If you're in the insurance industry, the only place that you can make money is if you sell insurance. If you're in the investment space, the only place that you can sell money is if you uh, make money is if you sell an uh, investment product. If you're a financial advisor, the only way that you can make money is if you if you uh, manage somebody's books or you get paid for advising. Um, these are all problems to me because it made my business vulnerable. I think that's how you spell vulnerable. It made my business vulnerable. It made my business vulnerable. Jake, what do you mean? If I didn't sell an insurance policy, if you do not sell a real estate home, if you do not sell an insurance product, you did not make money. And that, my friends, was a huge vulnerable place for me running our business.
Because that led to too many ups and downs that I could not control. So typically what happens is a lot of people say you need to create multiple streams of income so you're not dependent on one. And a lot of people create multiple jobs, not multiple streams. You in, you you got you in insurance, you in real estate, you in investing, then you over here doing Toro, then you over here doing Airbnb, then you over here got a janitorial business, then you over here and got and you're the one doing it all. You're watering down your brand, therefore watering down your value, therefore you're not making the right impact that you can make long term. This is the problem that I've seen with tons of people in the financial services industry. You're doing taxes, you're doing insurance, you're doing investing, you're doing a, you're a one-stop shop. And there is no full growth that you have being a one-stop shop like that. With, with you doing it all by yourself. So in order for me to lose my vulnerability, I first had to ensure that I was not only making money based on where I was. I needed a way to make not have to make money based on where I was, based on me being somewhere. And a lot of us in the financial industry we fail because if you are not speaking somewhere physically, you do not have the opportunity to make money. This is a problem that a lot of us have in the financial services industry. And a lot of people honestly have with their business. If you're not there physically, if you're not there uh, selling, if you are not there uh, at the seminar, if you are not there prospecting, if you are not there out there shaking hands and talking to people, you don't have the right ability to make money. And that is the problem in our industry. We misuse social media. We try to entertain people and we do not know how to bring immense value. So the first thing that I wanted to do, I know I needed a collaboration. Either I was going to collaborate with Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, running ads, or I was going to collaborate with an influencer, somebody that already had a market. Hindsight 2020, I met a guy by the name of Brother Ben. Now, Brother Ben, <clears throat> I did not know that he had a big following. But I did know that I was looking for somebody who had a who had either understood, they understood social media, or they had a following um, uh, that we could partner together and work together. Um, but that was what I was looking at when I met Brother Ben, uh, sweetest guy in the world, and uh, I didn't even, I, I didn't want to I, I didn't want to be on his social media like that. 
I actually told him I don't want him to actually post me on his social media. I just wanted to learn how to use social media. So I didn't even know exactly that I, I needed I was going to partner with him in the way that I did. I just thought that if I had somebody who had, who was an influencer, this was somebody that could teach me how to grow my social media. I didn't realize the power of leveraging somebody with influence. Brother Ben taught me that. I just needed somebody, if they were an influencer, that meant that they could teach me how to grow my social media. And I didn't know the power of leveraging the influencer in a partnership. We kind of worked that deal out as we went along. I'm showing y'all how to grow your agency. Why is that important? In the insurance industry and in the financial services industry, what do they always tell you? You're one, you're one recruit away from blowing up your business. How many of you have ever heard that? How many of you have ever been in the financial services industry and you have personally heard yourself that somebody told you, whether it's your upline, your downline, your sideline, your mentor, your trainer, they always told you you were one client away or one recruit away. When I met Brother Ben, I just wanted him to be a client. When I found out he was a social media influencer, I just wanted him to teach me his ways. Information was so good that he wanted to put it on his page and ever since then it blew up. Right? So, so, I know I wanted a collaboration. I knew I needed to learn. I, I, and I wanted a collaboration with where people were and where the money reside. And I knew it had to be on social media. I just did not know how. Okay? I just did not know how. When I got on social media, I began to use social media like I did originally. When I was out there with the people, what did I do? I said, well, shoot, let's get a, let's do a one hour seminar. I said, let's do a one hour seminar. Let's get them to set an appointment and let's close some policies. Although using social media and technology, it made it more efficient for me to actually do that because why? I could get more eyeballs. On my content or on my ad, I could get more eyeballs on my ad that can get them to my seminar that can get them on an appointment that can close policies. Y'all, all an ad, all an ad is, an ad is just a pitch. That's all an ad is. An ad is just a pitch, that's all it is. A quick, entertaining pitch that you can utilize to get somebody's attention so that it can come your way. That's all it is. <clears throat> so what I did was, I I got on social media. I learned how to create a proper pitch to get attention. <clears throat> Let me give y'all a, a fun fact. If you want to get more people to take you seriously, 
You do not get people's attention in the financial services industry by dancing and pointing to shit. That ain't how you do it. When you talk about offering a serious product, credit repair, offering a serious product, insurance, offering a serious product, an investment product, offering a serious product, a, a, a home, real estate. You do not get people's attention by pointing to shit and dancing. You may grow followers for entertainment, but your income ain't growing with your followers. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If, you, if you're not in the financial services industry, this can also apply to you. Pointing to shit and dancing to get people's attention, you may get their attention, but you won't get their dollars. You may get their attention, but you won't get their dollars. You ain't going to convert people that way talking about a product. Okay? So what I did to get more attention, I did one as what digital real estate teaches you is you have to create some type of controversy. I don't know how to spell controversy that lets you know that anybody can be successful online <laughs> or in business. You ain't got to know how to spell. You got to create controversy. And what I mean by controversy, I don't mean to get online to be messy. You're getting online to create a statement to get people's attention. So when you get on social media, you have to first understand that you need attention. And you don't get attention by just smiling and just being nice. You have to be able to, people need to know what you stand for. When I first got online, I was just like y'all. I said, Ben, I don't want to get online beefing with nobody, man. I don't want to do that. Ben, Ben, why? And what Ben did, he made me get in some controversy. He he would get on somebody post and be like, that ain't what my brother Jake said. Oh, boom, boom. That ain't what my that ain't what my brother Jake taught me about finances. That ain't and, and I would have to be getting on defending what he said in the comments, and I realized how much power that got received because people wanted to hear an opposing thought. So if you're trying to gain attention and get people to take your content seriously. You want people to take your content seriously. You don't want to, them to think that you're some child with little bitty games, especially if you're trying to move a product. I came on social media not to play, but to move a product. I wanted a product to go into my consumer's hands, and I wanted to find a way to get it to their hands. So what do you have to do? 
The very best way to get attention, positive attention, is commentary. If you're in the financial services industry, you should be trying to prove If you're in the financial services industry, you should be trying to prove your expertise, not your dancing skills. If you're if you're if you're in the financial services industry, you should try to be trying to prove your credibility of the knowledge that you have. Not in flashiness to get people's attention. So in order for people to understand your viewpoint, in order for them to want to hear your viewpoint, you have to give commentary on something they already want to look at. A lot of y'all get so discouraged because people don't want to hear you. You feel like you got all the best game, you got all the best knowledge, you different from everybody else, and you mad that nobody's coming to watch your video, you dry hating on somebody else's video, but you don't know how to get attention. You don't know how to get attention. How do you get attention? You use a trendy or controversial topic well, who, who people already know and you do your vantage point in agreeing or disagreeing and moving in that way. Jake, what do you mean? Here's what I mean. People don't want to look at you. Don't nobody care about you. They don't know you. They don't care about you and they don't know you. So why would they want to listen to you? So what you got to do, you got to say, well, who do people look at in the industry? You find out who they know. You find out who they respect. You find out who got controversy. You find out who got eyeballs, who has attention. And what you do is you do a side by side commentary either agreeing with what they are saying and adding your spin to it or disagreeing with what they are saying and you add your spin to it Now, let me give you a strategy. You never attack the person. You only attack the principle that they're teaching. The concept that they're teaching. The strategy that they're teaching. Whether you're agreeing with it or you're not agreeing with it. People don't accept you. Or, or, or people don't accept you. Or will respect you. Until they can hear your vantage point, your vantage point against, against somebody they respect or they hate. 
Press the number five if you're following me. Press the number five if you're following me. Press the number five if you're following me. see so many people struggling with trying to grow their consulting firm, their practice, their financial firm, especially if you're selling a product. See, this is what we do. Can I tell you what we do? We go and look at somebody that got a beauty product, right? What they doing there? Look, look. They got their little beauty product and they rubbing their stuff and they rubbing their body and they pointing and they showing they shea butter and they doing all of this. And you look and you say, man, they have a lot of followers. I should be doing the same with finances or I should be doing the same with consulting. And you take that strategy that may or may not be working for them and you go and try to apply it to your social media strategy and you wonder why it's not effective for you because you doing all of this to get people attention and talking about finances that ain't gonna work and let me tell y'all something about in the insurance industry don't nobody give a damn and ain't nobody gonna come write a policy uh, with you you on social media talking about you see that's how that's why you need life insurance Cause we tired of these GoFundMe's. How many of y'all tired of Go? I'm tired of the black community. Don't nobody want to hear that. This person then died, and now you're trying to use that as a reason why people need life insurance today. You're not building longevity with that customer or client. That is not proven to them that you're actually somebody of value that they should be trusting with their finances. You need to become a some type of credible brand with people who are trying to entrust you with their finances. You need to be giving game, strategies, implementation. And if you aren't getting the traction that you need, that means you don't have the credibility that they that they desire. Let me do it. Let me let me show y'all a, a small little fun fact. Show you a little. I'm gonna show y'all a, a small little fun fact. If the attention is up, but your cash flow is low, your credibility. Is also low. Wrong formula. You can take this for any industry. You got eyeballs. You got attention. You getting views. You getting likes. 
but it's not translating into dollar bills. That means that they do not trust your brand. They just like uh, it being entertained by you. They like the entertainment, but they don't trust you with their money. No credibility. No trust. If your attention is low, if your attention, if your attention is low, but your cash flow is high, nine times out of ten, your credibility is matching your cash flow. Therefore, all you got to do is build more attention. Your cash flow will always follow your credibility up or down. You may say, Jake, I don't agree. Because a, a lot of people know I'm credible. A lot of people know I'm credible. They know I they know I know what I'm talking about, so I got the credibility. Well, guess what? If your credibility is high, but your cash flow is low. It's a simple formula. That means you don't have enough attention. You say, no, Jake, every client I get, they love me. But my cash flow don't match the love that they have for me. Very simple. Your attention is low, which means you need to change your strategy. The formula to an agency or a brand or a brand that's going to grow immensely is one of two things. It's not just attention you need. A lot of y'all think that if you get the attention, you'll get the cash flow. It's not just the attention. The attention plus the credibility will always raise your cash flow. Well, what brings credibility? The impact. What results are you bringing your customers? The more impact and results, the more your credibility grows. The more your credibility grows, the easier it is to gain attention. The easier it is to gain attention, easier it is for you to build your cash flow. A lot of us get in the financial industry and you want to just start building your cash flow and you wonder why it's so up and down. Your cash flow is as up and down as a heartbeat. Limited attention is going to be limited cash flow, which will also limit your credibility. Because I'm sorry, somebody that got two clients that are happy versus somebody that has a thousand clients that are happy, those are different levels of, a, of credibility. Those are different levels 
of credibility. Let me ask y'all a question. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather, would you rather go see a heart surgeon? If somebody in your family had to have heart surgery, would you rather go to a heart surgeon that had two successful heart surgeries or a thousand successful heart surgeries? This is a question. Would you rather go to a heart surgeon that has two successful heart surgeons, heart surgeries, or a thousand successful heart surgeries? One thousand. Okay. So this lets you know that in this formula, you need more attention. You need more attention so that you can get more results, which will increase your credibility, therefore increasing your cash flow. Your number one objective is not to have a bunch of followers. Your number one objective is to have a bunch of qualified eyeballs. And y'all are trying to entertain people that can't even afford your services. Y'all are trying to entertain people that can't even afford your services. Y'all on social media playing. And, and we're wondering why the strategy isn't working. The strategy is not working. Or, 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 or the results are not coming because your strategy is not good. So, if you're in the financial services industry, you need to be trying to express and explain why people should be listening to you. And I'm sorry, ain't nobody trying to hear your pity story about why people need to listen to you because you got the real sauce. You need to prove it. When I got on social media, I had I had about I don't know I don't know how many people uh, remember, but I had about when I first got on social media, my first two or three months, shit, I was in like eight debates. My first two or three months on social media, I was in easily eight debates. Debating why my concept is better or why my concept is more efficient or why my concept is the best strategy. And I'm debating against people that have a little bit of credibility or have a little bit of a little bit of sauce. But can I tell y'all something? Can I tell you something? Here's a small secret. Oh, the reason why a lot of y'all don't want to get into any confrontations 
is because you don't really even trust your own value that you bring. Oh, a lot of us get in the financial services industry out of regurgitation because the only thing you actually care about is the cash flow. You got in the financial service industry for the cash flow. You didn't get in the financial service industry for the impact. Therefore, it's going to be hard for you to actually get the results that you need. So you scared to go live with somebody and debate your point. You scared to get on YouTube with somebody and talk about your strategy. You scared to put somebody side by side because you scared they're going to come after your... But guess what? Nobody trusts nobody if you don't have a line in the sand and you stand somewhere. You got to stand on one side or the other. You can't build a successful business standing right there on the line. You, 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 you. People got to know what you stand for. You got to draw a line and say, shit, y'all know where I stand. Y'all know where I'm at. So anybody on this side of the fence, they can get it. And I with all smoke. And the problem with a lot of our brands is that a lot of you get in the financial services industry selling your financial products, believing in all strategies. You see, you can, you can do this a little bit. You can do that a little bit. Uh, I agree with them. And I agree with Listen, I came on the scene like, shit, it's my way or the highway. Whether I agree with what somebody said or not. It's my way or the highway, and I'm willing. I'm willing to go to war with anybody. Why? Because I knew I needed the what? I needed the attention so that I can prove my value, so my credibility can go up. Therefore, our cash flow went up. I needed the attention. You can't tiptoe your way to a million dollars. You can't tiptoe your way to eight figures. You can't tiptoe your way to financial independence. You got to stand for something and defend while you stand for it and be okay to agree to disagree. Because the only thing I was trying to do is if people knew I stood here and they knew they stood there, shoot, the people right here, the eyeballs, they had to make a decision here or here. I'm not on social media for none of the personal games. I could give a goddamn a rat's booty tang about how people personally feel on social media. I got on social media to provide value and to get attention either this way or that way. That's all I got on social media for. You building your business of financial services and you getting online and you confused about what your purpose was when you got on social media.
So when you build your brand specifically in the financial services industry, you got to know the, the two things that are a lot more important than cash flow. You chasing cash flow and don't realize that it's credibility and attention that will always bring cash flow. You lose attention, you're going to lose cash flow. You lose credibility, you're going to lose cash flow. Both are synonymous to the growth or the devaluing of your cash flow. Both are. So don't get caught up in these games and these point dancing games. Don't get caught up in the trends. Matter of fact, if you want to use a trend, this is what you do. I'm going to show you how to use a trend. Remember I told you, remember I told you that, uh, that when you get online with social media, the best way to get attention, we're talking about qualified attention. Jake, what you mean, qualified attention? What I mean by qualified attention is I'm not going to use no little child's video to get the attention of some grown folk. Y'all look at y'all videos and they get 10,000 views and you happy as hell. Not realizing that 10,000 views came from 15 year olds. How you gonna make money on a 14, 15 year old? Y'all ladies, y'all on social media, <clears throat> y'all looking sharp, y'all looking good. You got your booty showing out, you stuck real tight, and you trying to get financial advice, and you turning and you moving, you think that brother is looking at, uh, you think that brother is looking at what you pointing to for financial advice? No, sister, he looking at you. Looking at you. You think that sister looking at you for financial advice from the little videos? No, sister. She looking at how cute your outfit is. Y'all ladies that do fitness. Y'all be doing fitness like this. Work on your back. Work on your booty, and you're doing all of this right here. The reason why your income doesn't supersede your followers is because you ain't giving no game, you just showing the game. That's why the majority of your followers are men, not women. Your followers grew, but your bank account didn't. Yeah, you cute. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, your butt right. Yeah, your thighs are sharp. Yeah, you got little muscles. <clears throat> but you ain't attracting attention from the right audience.
So I see a lot of people struggling in the financial services industry. And you're trying to transition to social media and you're doing it wrong. Here's another wrong thing you do when you're in the financial services industry. You get on social media and you too damn serious. See, this is why y'all should y'all should, that's why y'all should have got real estate. She that's why y'all should have done this. Ain't nobody trying to hear a this what y'all should have done person. Ain't I can go talk to my mom and my daddy about what the hell I should have done. You all you 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 trying to give financial game and encourage people to trust you and you chastising them for not knowing. So of course they're not going to patron your business because they feel like you they daddy whooping their ass. You they mama making them feel bad. Ain't nobody going to go do, do business with somebody that publicly belittles them. Okay? So what you want to do if you want to use the trend of a dance if you want to use the trend of a dance If you want to use the trend of a dance, you want to use a trend of, of, of a funny moment, use that dance or funny moment to get attention. To get attention. For the game you want to give. Perfect example. Perfect example. The best thing that happened for artists. Well when the reels came out. They did the remix. And somebody would sing a song. And then the artist could sing their song with it. Y'all trying to do the dances. Y'all trying to do the dances and don't even realize and don't even realize that true dancers are using the dance reels to get gigs to for work. So y'all doing the dancing and not even realizing some people getting paid to do it. Why you doing it for free? Just to get eyeballs. When people are doing a singing side by side, they hear somebody, they sing their part. Why are they doing that? So they can what? Get eyeballs, ears on their voice so they can make money. It makes sense that transition. So if I were to use that as an example, dancing, singing, or something funny, I would only choose dancing or singing and something funny so I can give some type of perspective or some type of uh, commentary that can add value to people while I got their eyeballs. So I wouldn't use a dance video 
without giving value. I wouldn't use a funny video if I couldn't give some type of value to it. If I couldn't put some words on it and in the description give value on that dance move. In my description give game on how I can use this video and make a lesson out of it. Then guess what happens? People with the attention, they pay attention. Let, can, I, can I give you a fun fact? People pay attention before they pay you with currency. So getting the wrong attention will, 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 will warrant you whatever currency people got. People pay attention. And they pay with, they pay with engagement. Then they pay with their money. So if you have attention and you have engagement and you don't have money, either they don't have money or they don't see you as credible enough. The blueprint is really simple. Okay? The blueprint is simple. So when I get online, and I get on social media, I'm trying to find people of value to give my game on so that I can win attention to come to me and leave just on them. So I am ciphering why people are coming to see this person giving my game and they say, damn, I ain't never thought about that. Now let me go see what they talking about. Then they see you got a lot of videos giving game. Now when they come to you, now they want to hear from you. Before they want to hear from you, you got to give value from what somebody else said. My number one goal when I got on social media was for every follower I have, I wanted to make $10 for every follower I had. For every follower I had, I wanted to make $10. When you start to think about it like that, you begin to start looking at your followers and saying, man, do I have the right followers that are following me? If I understand you right, Angel, yes, that's what I'm saying. So,
there are a couple of ways for you to actually get more attention. You can do influencer. What's an influencer? Somebody that always already has attention regularly. They already have attention. Jake, what do you mean? Attention means they're already getting eyes on their content. What are influencer pages? Influencer persons. If you got a good enough product that the influencer sees immense value, the influencer may want to partner with you on that product. Therefore, you now are part owner of the attention that comes to this product from this influencer. The second thing you can do, you can have a good product. Well, Jake, what's my product? Your first product is your video, not the actual product that you own. <clears throat> what type of video that's going to get enough content? That's what you want to, you want attention. So I want a valid enough, valuable enough video that can go on the influencers page so that I can get the eyeballs of their, uh, of their audience so that the uh, audience will then come and come to my page and find out more about me. <clears throat> One of the best things that Brother Ben taught me, he said, Jake, when you go on somebody else's page, you don't want to be selling a product. <clears throat> When you go on somebody else's page, you do not want to be selling a product. Sell, no. You want to be offering your value. How do you offer your value? By either teaching them or giving commentary on a topic using a split video. This is going to make them want to come and find out who, where the value came from. And on your page, this is where you have your content that sells them here. You said, Jake, well, how do I get on these influencer pages? Ask them how much does it cost for them for you to post? Now, Jake, when, I, when I'm getting an influencer, do I just choose anybody that got a lot of people? No, no, you don't. You don't just choose somebody that got a lot of people. <clears throat> Why? Because remember, I told you, not all attention is equal. Not all attention is equal. <clears throat> Jake, what do you mean? <clears throat> if I'm selling a financial product and the attention of the influencer is a beauty product, is that a good place to be offering my value or my attention? No. If I'm selling a product... And, and I'm trying to focus on the minority community. 
and I'm going to pages of other demographics that's not the minority. Is that a good page that I'm posting on? No. So just like I told you, you don't just want to be posting videos just trying to get followers without the proper attention. The same way I told you that is the same way you just don't want to be engaging on any type of person's page. On any type of person's page without the right value. I was blessed that the first person that I ever met that was an influencer happened to be Brother Ben, who has a strong community. I had a strong product with a strong value that I was willing to stand, draw a line in the sand and stand on. <clears throat> Therefore, it made it easier for the people that were engaging with him to come and engage with me. Right attention, right value and credibility, income will always grow. What's going on, Atia? Wrong attention, no real value, no income. Right attention, no real value, no income. Low attention, high value, some income. Y'all see the formula? The formula is trying to get attention plus high value equals income. <clears throat> Jake, what if I don't have any influencers that I could talk to? That's when Facebook ads come into play. <clears throat> but you got to know who's going to be the right audience so that when you are what? When you're posting with your Facebook or Instagram ads, you're getting the right attention on your video that can get people to actually trust your credibility. Got it? If y'all receive value today from today's lesson, <clears throat> let me see some threes. If y'all receive value from today's lesson, let me see some threes. Let me see some threes. Good. Good. So what I want you to do. What I want you to do. 
I want you to reevaluate how you're trying to gain or garnish, garner attention. Reevaluate that. Once you reevaluate that, then I want you to ask yourself. <clears throat> then I want you to ask yourself. After it's reevaluated, do I know who I need, who I need I who what type of person I need to see my video? Y'all say I want to offer you know or sell to black folk. There's millions of black folk. But all of them is not your market. So I want to I want to sell to Hispanics. There's millions of Hispanics. All of them are not your market. You say I want to sell to white folk. There are millions of white folk. All of them are not your market. You need to know who's best for your what's the best attention you can get on your videos. Therefore, with the best attention. You can now determine your strategy on what type of value you want to put in front of them. <clears throat> so you want to get the right attention. If I can get the right person to pay attention, I can get the right person to pay for my product. If I can get the right person that pay attention to pay for my product that gets results, I can always build my credibility to do the whole thing over again. It's just a flow. It's a flow. It's a flow. Okay. It's a flow. It's a flow. Okay. It's a flow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start a lot of my a lot a lot more of my um. A lot, exactly. Find your Martha. A lot. I'm gonna start doing a lot more of my business videos for the financial sector, cause I want to spend more time helping people that sell financial solutions, not only become more profitable, but become more valuable with their transition, not only to social media, but value to their customers and clients. You know, me teaching just regular people, regular business. You know, it's fun. Um, but I made a lot of my success has been in the financial industry and only the financial industry. So I want to spend more time giving value there. Okay. I want you to text this number. I want you to text 281-524-3973. I want you to text I can to... Text I can to 281-524-3973. Text I can Text I can to 281 <clears throat> 524-3973. 3-9-7-3. Because I want to teach y'all that if I can do it, you can do it too. I 
I want to teach y'all that if I can do it, you can do it too. So if those that text I can to 281-524-3973, I will let you know when I go live, especially when I'm talking about business in the financial sector. Okay? If you want to watch this um, on replay, it's going to be on my YouTube. It will not be saved to IG. So if you want to watch the replay of this, it will be on my YouTube. Jake Taylor Jacobs YouTube. It will not be on IG. Okay. The first couple of seconds, maybe a minute or two on YouTube, it was silent. I was getting my, my, my voice together. But if you want to watch the replay, it will be on YouTube. It will not be on IG. If you received value <clears throat> from today, you can post on my video what value that you received on my video that says I'm going live. Okay? That's what I want y'all to do. So text ICANN281524-3973 to get information to so I can let you know what I'm talking about finances. And if you want to watch the replay, the replay will be available on my YouTube immediately following uh, uh, this IG Live. I was recording on YouTube and recording on IG simultaneously. See, these are games y'all got to know. You know? This this is game y'all got to know. Okay? Y'all got to learn these strategies. All right, y'all. Listen. I love y'all. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Peace. Hey, glory to glory. From faith to faith. I'm But it hurts more to stay Hey listen YouTube, I love y'all. Thank y'all for watching. Stay tuned. This is Doc Jake, Jake Taylor Jacobs. And I'm going to show you how to accept financial freedom, do it the right way, but most importantly, move on from the drama, y'all. Peace.